Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another week with Randall. Do you prefer Randall or Randy? Doesn't matter. You don't care? Nope. Okay. The older I get, the more I would say my, my full name to people if I'm introducing myself. Randall. Just because of history. Okay. My name. Yeah. Good deal. Yep. Randall, Randy, and me, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, so Randy, I've got a joke from not Nate Eisenhower, but the other reliable joke source. Your daughter. My daughter, Your Maddie. Daughter. Yep. Do you know why frogs are so happy? Uh, something to do with ribbit. No, nope. Nope. They're good at taking a that's not a bad. That's not a bad guess. Uh, they eat whatever bugs them. Ah, that ah. would that would clear up your life in a hurry. There we go. Yeah, that that's was, good. Way to go, Maddie. They eat whatever bugs them. She that read off Nate. like a dozen, and that puts Nate to shame. Yeah, Nate. What's he got? He's got nothing. <laughs> well, he was with us on Sunday, which he is good. Was. Was good funny. to see him. He was. Yeah, it was good. Um, speaking of being happy, just eating your your worries away. We were in. Matthew uh, chapter six, mm. uh, where Jesus says, don't be anxious. Mm-hmm. Do not be anxious. Yep. Um, and I thought of the song. I don't even know who sings it. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. I was lazy or forgetful. And uh, the song that goes, don't worry, be happy, be happy now. Mm-hmm. And then some I good whistling. It's not like Jimmy Buffett, is it? No, no, no. The original was a, he was a, uh, an island guy from an island. Uh, I forget his name. Hmm. Yeah. Probably some steel drums in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just that simple. Or, uh, Don't worry, be happy. or the other uh, thing that came to mind was the, um, the Lion King. Remember the Lion King and the, uh, the, oh, the warthog? Oh, Hakuna Matata. Yeah. No yeah. worries. Yeah. It means no worries. Yeah. yeah. Right. That That's was right. a big deal when that movie came out. Yeah. Everybody okay. knew that phrase. I know people who can sing that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so we, before we get into this week's text, though, we actually had someone listen to last week's episode uh, when we were talking about laying up mm-hmm. treasures in heaven yeah. as opposed to treasures on earth. Yeah. And so we got into some financial questions, mm-hmm. which I think was a good practical conversation. Mm-hmm. So good. a follow-up question to that came in, um, and it's this. How would you counsel someone who is tithing to the church and then on top of that has extra giving opportunities to something like compassion, you know, a compassion child. And then circumstances hit, budget starts to get a little tight, and they kind of feel like one way to compensate is to cut back. Mm-hmm. Do they cut back their giving to the church or do they cut back their giving to the compassion child? It feels a little easier to cut back to the church because it's an entity as opposed to mm-hmm. there's a face there. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Um, so how would you yeah. counsel someone like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, the first thing is to say that uh, everybody has to use the wisdom of God for their particular situation. So uh, those of us that attended, if you happen to attend the uh, Sunday night uh, sort of movie documentary, for mm-hmm. instance, um I think I think more and more of us are are learning that wisdom looks differently depending on the person and the circumstances. So I I would want to start with that mm. to say I think it would be wrong for someone to give a blanket answer that would say this is the definitive answer for that question. I think that's a that's a question of you need to pay attention to God 
mm-hmm. and be wise in your decision making. Second, this this era that we're we're living in is one that inevitably downplays the importance of having your soul watched over in a local church in real time, face to face. So because of the times that we're living in, I would argue mm-hmm. without saying thus saith the Lord, I would argue that that the church it's important for you to give to the church because that's the entity that God has put in the world for your soul. Mm-hmm. So to not give to that entity is violating scripture in ways that are different from if I stop giving to a mission agency that I've been giving to for some years. Yeah. That being said, again, um, I don't think this is a place where you'd want to you'd want to put a chapter and verse in there. Mm-hmm. I think that in light of the discussion, as far as where your treasure is, though, here's a person in that scenario who is feeling the pull of I am devoted to God and his kingdom, Mm -hmm. but I do need to function and live. So I would hope that that heart sees this particular scenario that you just painted for whoever this is, whoever did that, that you see that as a a time, uh, uh, what would you call it? A definitive amount of time. Mm-hmm. So this is not something that's going to continue on forever. Yeah. But right now in this situation, I'm going to back off. It's not because I don't love the kingdom. It's because it all has to be done. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, it's wise for us because it was sort of extra mm-hmm. giving. That's mm-hmm. the way I would approach that. Because that's the kind of person that as soon as the income is there and the financial, let's just use the term crisis, as soon as the financial crisis is over, yeah, that's the kind of person that's going to just jump fall, back in. Jump back in. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, that's helpful. All right. So rather than tease that out a little bit more, let's dive into this text because sure. we've got, I think, a lot to uh-huh. lot to get into here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, just following up Jesus's command about. Not serving two masters, he says, don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat or drink, what not a, nor about your body or what you put on. So um, anxiety is a big deal, right? It's There's a spotlight on it in ways that probably weren't there 15, 20 years ago and certainly not 50, 60 years ago. Um, so the, the pandemic has caused anxiety to skyrocket. I, I remember, and I, I don't consider myself someone who's overly prone to getting anxious or being worried, worried about things. But I remember there being times where it was like, all of a sudden I felt my heart starting to race and I was like, take a deep breath. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. So the pandemic, financial crises, Mm -hmm. like we just talked about, you know, inflation, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm they can just cause it to, to flare up. So in response to that, doctors are going to prescribe medications, mm-hmm. therapists or counselors are going to work their clients through uh, those situations. Um, so what's your take on some of those approaches, medical, therapeutic uh, versus Jesus just says, Oh, ye of little faith. Mm-hmm. So, so I like, I, I, I would fr- I start by saying, Let's not do verses. Mm-hmm. So I would say that um, what you have is you have in our day and age, 
you have the opportunity to live the life of faith, be on the faith journey. Mm -hmm. But there are times when uh, extra help is needed. Mm -hmm. In the case of in the case of extreme anxiety, for instance, if you you know, if I went to Eric, to Doctor Hussar, or to Tara, uh, yeah. or to Jen. Mm -hmm. uh, Jen's my PA at Norlanco. And if I, you know, I, I think I have an appointment coming up. So if I said to Jen, I said, Jen, I'm really, I, I am over anxious. Mm -hmm. And she prescribes something for me. Yeah. I would be glad for that. Mm -hmm. uh, what Eric and I, when we used to run together, uh, you know, we had a lot of opportunity just to chat back and forth. And, um, you know, Eric and I would, would talk about the fact that it's sad that Christian people, um, if they if they have a bad cold, they take something, mm -hmm. and nobody nobody would say, well, at least in our in our camp, hardly anybody would say if you just had more faith, your your flu or your cold would go away. Yeah. So they take a whatever, or if they get a bad headache, they might take uh, Tylenol or something or ibuprofen. Um, if you so it's sad that. When it comes to our thinking in our brain, and this is where Tara, I, I think, you know, Tara would be, and I joke with Eric all the time about a second opinion. Yeah. But this is where, this would be up Tara's alley, where sure. that Dr. Hussar would say, your brain is part of your body. Why would we have a stigma about trying to help mm -hmm. with medicine like we do every other body part? And I, I agree with that fully. In seminary, I was talking to uh, earlier uh, t this morning at breakfast, Mark Musser and I were together and we were talking about some of our training and counseling. Yeah. And I had Minnerth and Meyer, uh, Paul Meyer and Frank Minnerth were like they were huge uh, Christian counselor people back yeah. in, the, in, the, in the 80s, for mm -hmm. instance, out of Dallas, Texas. So the Minnerth and Meyer clinics were uh, they were places you went to if you were really in distress as a Christian. So. You know, just to just to think about the need for um, sometimes you need some help mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it's for a while, but sometimes it's just chronic and you need it. Yeah. You know, so there's people that are on meds for the rest of their lives and and it's important. So I would I would do away with the verses. And I know you didn't mean it that way, but I would do away from the, you know, living the Christian life by faith versus the help of, you know, getting some other help with anxiety. Mm -hmm. I think Christian counselors are extremely helpful. I refer to Christian counseling as accelerated disciple making, mm -hmm. because that's really what you're doing. You're really helping someone focus on a particular faith issue and trying to build their faith. And I think sometimes that's super helpful. Okay. Yeah. So, and I'm not disagreeing with you. That's fine. Um, yeah. But let me just... right to as the other chair. Yeah. <laughs> let me just, I mean... Jesus, Jesus doesn't have the same, you know, he's, he's living 2000 years ago. Yeah. So he's living in a clearly a different day and age. Um, but he just says, you just got to stop worrying, stop worrying. Yep. Um, yep. so why isn't it just as simple as that? Mm -hmm. Is it, is he not addressing it because the scientific, you know, exploration of the mind wasn't there or. No, no I think he is actually, well, I appreciate the way you're phrasing it. So remember that Jesus is teaching, but the teaching of Jesus is found in a canon of scripture. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is that the teaching of Jesus, do not be anxious, is also in the context of the one another's, let's say. Mm -hmm. And since we're talking about, you know, beyond Sunday and disciple making and how do we get through the week uh, progressing in our faith, one of the ways we do that is sometimes we need other people in our lives. So Jesus is not only saying just do not be anxious. 
just like with all the other instruction that he gives, he's not assuming that all you need to do is just put that into practice and don't do the other things. Mm -hmm. So there are times when we need others in the body to support us. And if we're talking about anxiety, the best thing you could do with chronic anxiety is to start with talk to a good friend at church who's a Christian who can pray with you about this issue and you can confess your sins to your friend and your friend, according to James, will help you. So there's mm -hmm. a, a way to think through, you know, why isn't his teaching enough? It was never designed to be alone, although you and I are to listen on Sunday. I mean, I was mm -hmm. preaching to myself before I get it to you guys. I process this and I have to say as a Christian, I trust you, Lord. So I am going to fight anxiety by faith. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm going to conquer it all the time by myself. Gotcha. Yeah, to me, it's yep. an important issue for, for our faith family. Yep. To be able to start with a friend who can hear your confession, pray, for, pray with you, for you, help you with this battle. But then also, in a church like this, where you got one of our elders, you got Judd Buckwalter, mm -hmm. you got uh, now uh, Alex, um, you know, uh, Alex Dodson. Yep. These folk, these are the best, these are the best trained people that we have to help Christians battle anything, you know. Okay, so someone out in the faith family is struggling with chronic anxiety or yeah. overwhelming anxiety, you no. wouldn't say, don't don't pit faith and medication or a, no. a counselor against each other. No, and don't feel guilty. Pick up the phone. New life's just down the road. Yeah, right. New life counseling, uh, I forget mm -hmm. the, tech, the, yep. the full term, the full name, but... Uh, you know, and I just gave you two names in our faith family. These people are loaded. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're ready. They're ready to roll. So sometimes that's what we need. Yeah. yeah. Good. Attack yeah. it from both yeah. angles. Yeah. Um, so here's another question for you. A little bit of a change of gear. Um, is there a difference between worrying about someone's health or well-being versus uh, a basic necessity? Um, because so here's. Here's a, a situation that happened in my own life. Um, E-Town Fair was last week. Mm. There's hundreds of people running around. Yeah. I lose track of one of my kids. Mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden, the panic sets in. Yep. Where are they? Yep. And you start to scan. Yep. You start to think, yep. where am I going to go first, second, third? Yep. So is that what Jesus is saying? Don't, don't be anxious about those things? Because that's... And, all right, yeah. hold on a second. Yeah. Because I also see, not that Paul's perfect, but Paul expresses anxiety in Philippians 2 about Epaphroditus. You know, I'm anxious for him to get back to you. Yep. Um, and Jesus here, he's, the three things that he mentions are basic necessities. Food, drink, and clothing. Yeah. Yep. But he did start with about your life. Yeah. Generally. So just generally, is that word, I don't know if you studied that word did, in particular. But it, it doesn't help. It's so just, it's like an all-encompassing, because yeah. I think you could also uh, maybe interpret that to mean about just your life. Yeah. Your, yeah. Well, let's go back to your scenario, which is uh, any parent that's gone through this, it's, yeah. it's heart-rending. We all it, have. It, yeah, we have. <laughs> it is heartbreaking. I mean, you're just, you just panic. But there is a place, though, in your recalling of the scenario, mm -hmm. there is a place for you when you begin to scan and look. In your heart, though, there is a place for you to say, 
very, very quickly, God, you have got to help me, please. This is scaring me to death. Mm-hmm. You know how important. And I wouldn't say all this. I would, because God knows that. I would say, God, please, right now, help me. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all of that other thing that you you did, yeah. I think a Christian person is going to go to God uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a story. There's an interesting story about uh, a word of one of the one of the word of life founders. This is going back a long time ago like a Harry Ballback Ball type back, of name. Yeah. Or, and Wurtson. you would know all that. I, I don't think it was Jack Wurtson, I don't think. I want to say Harry Ballback, I, I think. Too, yeah. Anyway, there's a story that's told about a Christian camp where uh, in his in his latter years, he was water skiing or something mm-hmm. like that. And something occurred. And the person that was at the microphone, because I don't know exactly what was going on at the waterfront, but whatever was happening with the person at the water uh, at the waterfront with the microphone, immediately when that guy was in trouble, the guy quickly, and I mean quickly, said a prayer for his safety. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like, and it's one of the, I mean, I heard this okay. story years, years, I don't know how many years ago, but it stuck with me because there's there's someone who his instinct was to go to God. Okay. And yeah. that's kind of, I think, in light of that question that you just yeah. asked, is is it right to worry? Uh-huh. No. No, no, it's not. It's right to be afraid or to say it's human to be afraid for your child's life. Yeah. It's human to panic. It's mm-hmm. human. But it's superhuman to be a Christian linked to a Heavenly Father and say, I need you right now in a hurry. Yeah. Please come to our aid. Yeah. That is the fight against worry. Right. That's what, that's what really, I mean, mm-hmm. in, in that moment, can you trust God or not? Yeah. That's kind of, isn't it? It's sure. kind of overly simplistic, isn't it? To sure. say, can you well, trust God or not? Yeah. Uh, As a parent, you know what you're feeling. Yeah. Who's your heavenly father? Sure. So it's kind of like, if you really get down to these things, I should be able to trust God with anything. We know what it's like to be in a circumstance that's life-threatening and to have our pulse go up and yeah. our blood pressure go up. And nurses yeah. will say, you can't hide that, what's happening yeah. to your body. Yeah, they, right. they know. Yeah, they, can t- they can tell with the, mm-hmm. with the stats. The data tells them whether or not you're calm. Yeah. You know? um, and I think it, it goes even beyond, too, like a, an emergency situation like that. I mean, we all know people who have gone in for major surgeries and – you know, some surge, any surgery can be a big deal, but there's some where it's like, uh, you know, they're taking, you know, cancer out oh or that's a oh heart my. surgery. Oh my. And like, so you sit there in the waiting room and I mean, in some ways I feel like you can't help but be concerned. So here's, I think I'm quoting you, anxiety plus concern equals crossing the line. Yep. So is it a matter of semantics here? Like, to what it would almost seem unnatural for me to not be anxious. What is anxious? Anxious, you know I mean? anxious, as I said, is you've got an uneasiness in your heart that's because of a threat to your life, and that uneasiness is a sign of disbelief. A disbelief in God. Unbelief, not in, in his existence, but no, no, in no, that... in his ability to care yeah. as a heavenly father. Okay, which we addressed in the prayer: our heavenly, yeah. our Father who art in heaven. You know, please take care of me. I need daily provision. I need daily pardon and I need daily protection. And one of those I need right now mm-hmm. is daily protection because I am I am anxious about this upcoming surgery, let's say. Mm-hmm. 
So again, you have to, you know, you go to a text like this and you have to, you have to ask yourself, did Jesus mean this or not? Right. Because when we talk about it's human to be anxious in the waiting room before my surgery, I remember because uh, I had a couple of surgeries for uh, uh, recently with the kidney stone issue. And yeah. I remember specifically laying there uh, in the operating room right before they give you the, the uh, you know, they put you uh, yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I remember saying to myself and to the Lord, I know you'll take care of me. Mm-hmm. I know you will. Even if that means, you know. I'm a god. I don't wake up. Yeah. So I was, I really, and I'm sure my heart was still racing, but at least there was faith to say, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. My friend that was mm-hmm. here, uh, remember uh, Jill's brother, uh, Byron, that did the memorial service yeah. for mm-hmm. Jill's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Byron just went through uh, heart, sur- heart surgery. They had to put a stent in. He had mm-hmm. a heart attack that almost killed him. And Byron was telling me uh, when we got together a little bit, he said, he said it was one of those times when I just, I, I really believed I was waiting for that surgery and I just had a, a calmness and a peace because the word of God was true and I knew I knew I was being cared for. And it was a great testimony. I mean, it was it was a great testimony from a pastor yeah. who preaches to people all the time about these things. Mm-hmm. And for him to say the word of God and the faithfulness of God was doing its work in my life was mm-hmm. really refreshing for me to hear that. And he said, I really was at peace going into that heart surgery. Yeah. So there's an example of, you know, you're, it's not, do not be anxious means do not be anxious about your life because God has got you. Yeah. And I'm, I don't want to be overly neurotic about this. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want to take it to a, you know, a black and white level uh, necessarily. Um I think in some ways I'm wondering if just uh, trying to wrap my mind around that word anxious, like mm-hmm. when does, when does my reaction qualify as being anxious? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Cause I think, you know, I think someone can have uh, a concern, mm-hmm. which is natural. Yeah. And we wouldn't say, yeah. no, you shouldn't be concerned. Yeah, I'm concerned for my children. Uh, right. And, uh, Maybe so. How how do you feel about this? If I were to say, and maybe I'm trying to draw a line, I shouldn't be, <laughs> but that's what we're here for. Um, like in, I think you use the word undo, like an undo, undo concern, concern. Yeah. Uh, where mm-hmm. the level of concern goes beyond just a normal. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this mm-hmm. is a this is a serious situation. Yep. I'm concerned, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm trusting God in it. Mm-hmm. So when when faith starts to uh, you know, back off or, mm-hmm. or decrease. Yeah. Yep. And the concern becomes, starts to control. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, what I could have done on Sunday, for instance, is I could have put up a chart. There's a lot of charts that have been done that show okay. the difference. Yeah. Which is, they're, they're interesting to look at. Now they're, yeah. they're done from, I think the ones I looked at last <clears> week, <throat> they were all done from a secular, not from a non-Christian perspective. Yeah. So, but the, the value of looking at that is because let's, let's use the, let's use this. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned for my kids. Yeah. Okay. What does that, what does that mean? That means that those children are on my mind, Mm -hmm. but what happens when, when it's undue concern now, and you use the word control, I would use the word at least disrupt first. So, I am concerned about my adult children mm-hmm. and now two grandchildren. Yeah. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I think about them. Mm-hmm. I pray for them. 
But anxiety now goes to, I have an uneasiness in my heart about them and whether or not they're being cared for and whether or not they're okay and blah, blah, blah. And so now the concern is not just that they're on my mind, but they're disrupting my ability to function as a Christian. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm plagued by thoughts of them. Yeah. There's, it's not just concern anymore, but now I could add it's fearful. Mm-hmm. There's an uneasy, I, I use the word uneasy because I think when I was tracking all kinds of fitting synonyms, that was the one that spoke to me the most was, I know what unease feels like. I'm not yeah. at ease. I, I was thinking of the, the military, again, the military example where, where the, the sergeant says at ease and everybody just, you know, and I'm, I'm not a military person, but I've yeah. seen enough of it in movies, unfortunately. So they are at ease. I know what it, it feels like to not be at ease. Mm-hmm. Uneasiness is something that everyone can track. And so the concern, which is I have them on my mind, moves now to anxious concern where there's an uneasiness about my thinking or included in my thoughts are uneasiness is uneasiness or fear or this interruption of my, my, my processes. Mm-hmm. And it can get to the level of your word, control. control. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, I'm out of control because the anxiety has taken over. If, I mean, if you're listening, if you're one of the folks that have struggled with anxiety, you know what that feels like. I mean, we're human. We all know what it's like to have something on our mind so much that it actually does control our thinking through a day. Yeah. That is violating this text because that's a sign that I don't trust God with whatever. So is Paul sinning in Philippians 2, 28? No. He's not? I think he's concerned about that person. Gotcha. Yeah. About Epaphroditus. Yeah. Either way, I think the good, uh, I think the takeaway here is, you know, to check myself in those moments where I have a, a legitimate concern yeah. and say, I need to go to God here first yeah. and just, you know, yeah. the more I'm yeah. heavenly minded, the more I'm, that's going to be my instinct. Someone wrote to me yesterday. I appreciate the kindness, you know, it was a kind comment, but they said, you know, I'm, they, they thank me for allowing them the opportunity to assess their Christian faith in light of these texts. Mm. And I try to say that, and I'll, I'll, Lord willing, I'll do it again on Sunday with you know, the famous line in chapter seven, you know, judge not the old King James judge, not lest you yeah. be judged, which is quoted like crazy, misread like crazy. But again, we you know, on Sunday, we say, you know, by the way, w- one of your worship responses, assess the degree to which your life, your faith journey matches this text, this teaching. Mm-hmm. Well, last, this past Sunday, it's, it's anxiety. When I look at my life, can I say that I'm following Christ? Remember the way the, our angle, our angle is, and I'm trying to do this with every subtitle. He creates, in this case, non-worrying mm-hmm. kingdom seekers. Yeah, he creates that. The Sermon on the Mount, remember, is our they it it contains instructions mm-hmm. where Christ is teaching us. When you relate to me by faith, I am changing you into this type of person. Yeah. So, and that's mm-hmm. a, a very important way for us, I think, to process mm-hmm. all of these instructions in the Sermon on the Mount. And so, this week we have an opportunity, of course, to assess the degree to which we are non-worrying kingdom seekers. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. I'm out. Me too. I got nothing else but jokes. If you are. I have to be. I got nothing else but jokes, if folks. If you're out, I'm out.
Okay. Well, thanks for joining us at this uh, episode. Caused a question to pop into your mind. Feel free to email that into podcast at cbcmj.com. We'll read it. And we'd review. We'd go back and handle that? We would go back. Okay. That's what we did this week. Okay. All right. We do that kind of thing. Is that okay? That's perfectly okay. All right. So we love you guys and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.